News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Tonight, Texas could be uh, the location where some history gets made, where the establishment of the Democrat Party come together to rally around Joe Biden as their pick to be president in an effort to thwart Bernie Sanders' rise to the top of the pack. Um, so what do I mean? Well, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the news yet, Amy Klobuchar, um, who is the U.S. Senator from Minnesota, ended her campaign today, and speculation is that she will be endorsing Joe Biden for president at his planned rally in Dallas, Texas, Monday night. And of course, tomorrow is Super Tuesday. And so, uh, you know, this is the last minute push to try to coalesce the establishment support in the Democrat Party, the more moderate support in the Democrat Party against Bernie Sanders and for Joe Biden. Uh, Jake Sherman with uh, Politico Playbook actually tweeted out earlier, about an hour ago, actually, as I record this, that um, a flight was just chartered from South Bend, Indiana to Dallas, Texas. And of course, the speculation there being that perhaps Pete Buttigieg is also planning on going to Dallas tonight. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're not going to know that till tonight. Um, but the speculation is fun. Pete Buttigieg, though, did drop out of the race. And Tom Steyer, of course, also dropped out of the race after South Carolina. So what does that mean for Super Tuesday? Um, you know, I just for Texans to know where the Democrat uh, party and primary stands, um, you know, the real clear average uh, politics poll. They've got three polls that were all done since February 20th. So these are three recent polls, and some of them actually came out, yes, one of them came out yesterday. Um, have the average of those polling uh, with Sanders at 30.3% of the vote, Joe Biden at 24.3%, Bloomberg with 167 Warren with 147 Pete Buttigieg with 6.7% of the vote, and Klobuchar with 5% of the vote. Steyer had 1.3% of the vote. So if you take the Buttigieg, the Klobuchar, and the Steyer numbers, you now have 13% of the vote. Um, now, here's the reality in Texas, and every state's a little different, but in Texas, about 50% of our voters vote early, okay? So 50% of the vote has already been cast, and it's more than likely got cast somewhat along the lines of the numbers I just gave you, where Sanders would have uh, pulled ahead. It'll be really remarkable to see, and one of the things I'll be looking for tomorrow night as we look at the Democrat primary results that come in, I'm about to get to the Republican primary results here in just a second, but in the Democrat primary is how much of a boost did uh, Biden actually get? One with his very large victory in South Carolina, getting nearly 50% of the vote there. And then also with these other establishment people dropping out, Klobuchar is going to endorse him. Perhaps Pete's going to do so tonight as well. At the end of the day, uh, these individuals though, uh, their supporters are going to go somewhere. Now, some of their voters aren't even going to know, and you're going to see that tomorrow. This is why you as voters should at least do a little bit of homework before you vote, because I guarantee you, you're going to see tens of thousands of people pull a Pete Buttigieg lever or an A.B. Klobuchar or a Tom Steyer lever tomorrow in the Democrat primary. And this is not a bashing of Democrats, because let me just tell you, if, if a couple of Republicans dropped out right before, people would still vote for them on election day. So as a voter, 
another reason. Uh, and if you didn't go back and, and listen to our podcast episode, how many times are you going to vote this election? I would encourage you to do so because we just try to empower you with some information uh, on not only how to be informed, but also how to make sure your friends are informed as well and really push them out. So anyways, we will see. But in Dallas, Texas tonight, Amy Klobuchar is supposed to endorse Joe Biden. And in a turn of events, it could be interesting to see if Pete Buttigieg would as well. So Texans get to be involved in this process, even more so than normal. Um, for those of you in Texas politics or following Texas politics, you know, tomorrow is election day and it's a big deal. Um, you know, this comes around every two years, the Republican primary and grassroots Texans and conservative Republican donors and conservative Republican operatives and candidates and elected officials who are fighting hard uh, to advance conservative values uh, all have to do this every two years. And so what does tomorrow mean for conservatives in Texas? I just want to go through a couple of those things. Uh, one, it means that this chapter is going to end. Um, and that's a quite literal interpretation of what tomorrow is going to bring. But but there's a sense of the ending and the closing of a chapter. For many of you, uh, races in your community are a one-on-one. You might be re- working really hard for one of your friends who's running for county commissioner or trying to oust a liberal state representative in your community um, or trying to get a conservative uh, stalwart elected in an op- one of these open seats that are going on right now. But either way, uh, you're involved, and that chapter is going to come to an end. Uh, if you're in a really crowded field, then there's a runoff, and there will be very some very big runoffs that conservatives are going to have the opportunity to get involved in, but there's also going to be quite a few races, most of the races, I would say, that will end tomorrow, either in favor of the more conservative option of the ballot or in favor of the more moderate establishment Uh, type of person on the ballot. So the chapter is going to end. Um, Sometimes that feels, uh, some people are looking forward to that, to be honest. You know, you get a little tired uh, around mid-February. I really just kind of long for it all to be over, to be completely honest, just because uh, you're spent. Hopefully the gas in your tank is starting to run out because that says that you've at least run with endurance. And so uh, the chapter is going to end and we will get to move on to the next chapter. And and by the way, the chapter ends, but the book's still going on. So I know that's, uh, I'm getting into all sorts of analogies here, but the reality is that this is one chapter. And by the way, people have survived many a chapter, whether it goes your way or doesn't go your way, you're going to be fine and your community is going to be fine. But that's not a reason to not continue to uh, fight to advance conservative values as much as possible. The next thing that's going to happen tomorrow is that Texas's direction will be a little clearer, okay? If we get some more conservative Republicans elected at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level, it's going to make determinations. There's... Um, a big county commissioner's race in Montgomery County that we're involved in with Billy Graff. And uh, I think that's a really good opportunity. It's a very local race, but Billy Graff, if he actually wins his campaign tomorrow, um, that could significantly change and alter the Montgomery County Commissioner's Court in a way that would be very positive to advance conservative policies on a local level in one of the biggest counties in Texas. And so my point is that there are going to be certain directions, whether on a state level, a federal level, and a a local level, that are going to be clearer, not fully set in stone, but clear. And we will break that down after the election uh, in coming podcast episodes just to talk about how we see the results and what we think people should take away from them. Uh, Democrats will stop probably still be fighting tomorrow. Okay. So Super Tuesday is going to bring some clarity. Uh, It will likely become very much a Biden Sanders election at that point. But Bloomberg is fighting like hell to actually 
try to continue to keep himself in an established place where he can get enough delegates to maybe stay part of this conversation and see if he can't rise. I don't think that's likely. And Warren is also seemingly hell-bent on uh, continuing course. Now, again, these things could change. Uh, I could see Warren dropping out after Super Tuesday. I could see Bloomberg doing it as well, but they at least are staying the course through tomorrow. Um, either way, if if Sanders does not get enough delegates to make it look inevitable that he is going to get all the delegates he needs before the Democrat convention, okay? Um, so for those of you who don't know how this works, because I know some of our listeners aren't you know, incredibly politically uh, attuned, right? You might be doing all sorts of other things with your life, which I'm glad you are. Um, the uh, Each state is awarding certain delegates and, and Democrats work based on how they call proportional delegates, which means if you get 15%, I'm not an expert in this, but essentially, you know, 15% in a certain state or a certain congressional district can get you delegates awarded, okay? And you're trying to get 50% of the delegates that are available in order to get the nomination. That's how you win the Republican or the Democrat nomination, right? And so the question really isn't whether or not Sanders is going to be the delegate lead, after tomorrow, because he will have more delegates than everybody else, but whether it will look like he is on a path to getting 50% of the delegates, because getting 30 or 35% of the vote in a lot of these states is not enough to get enough delegates to make it look inevitable that you're going to have what you need before the convention. If it goes to the convention, we will have what's called a brokered convention, and the top contenders will fight over the delegates that actually attend the Democrat National Convention. And there is what we call superdelegates in the Democrat Party. And those superdelegates um, are very powerful party elites. And those people largely oppose Sanders. So the assumption is that if he goes into that convention with less than 50% of the delegates, he's likely to not come out of that convention as the nominee. Uh, it could be really bad for Democrats if they do that. They could burn a lot of these people that are burning for Bernie, and uh, that would dishearten signif uh, their base significantly. But that is the type of uh, trajectory we're looking for. We are trying to see whether Sanders is going to wrap this up or whether Biden gets enough of a boost from Amy and Pete dropping in his victory in South Carolina to send this to a convention. So that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, it is times like this where I, I get to ask myself where my faith lies. And, um, you know, for those of you who know me well, you know that I uh, have been running you know, 12, 13, 14 different campaigns all across the state of Texas. And some of them are small local races. Some of them are very large, expensive races. And, um, you know, I often find myself uh, practicing cognitive dissonance at this moment in time. You know, we just started uh, Lent, the period of Lent, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the church calendar and church traditions. And so my wife and I, as we are uh, practicing Lent, have just been putting our mindset in one of dependency on Christ and also one that's just turning to the Lord and thinking about the Lord, our creator, and also in, in uh, joyful anticipation for Easter. Right. And so we get to anticipate that. And I'm really happy that Ash Wednesday fell on uh, a day that is six days away from Election Day because it really gives you a gut check on where your heart and mind are leading up to a scoreboard. You know, if you don't work in politics, uh, you might be fortunate enough to work in a job where you're not rated like publicly rated your work. And um, and so in politics, when you work on a campaign, and for those of you out there, I know we've got listeners here that are block walking for campaigning, you're campaign managing different campaigns and working out there, you're volunteering and out there working day in and day out and posting pictures about how you're holding up signs at the, at the uh, voting locations. 
Uh, and the tough thing for volunteers, for paid people, for candidates is that you feel like the election results are a grade on your work. Um, at the end of the day, they're often viewed that way. And because of that, we often then have anxiety. I have a verse as you walk into my office. It says, be anxious for nothing but in all prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God, and he'll provide you a peace that surpasses all understanding and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And that passage is from Philippians. And uh, sometimes I find that I have to read that like 15 times a day. And I feel like in the middle of early voting, I have to read it, I don't know, 27 times a day. And this is the cognitive dissonance that uh, we often struggle in because we know that uh, the will of the Lord will be done, but that doesn't mean that we don't urge him to make his will our will uh, and the, the direction we see. And also, if you're out there working for great people, trying to advance a worthy cause, then you want it to go your way. You're not working in this to lose. But the reality is that I promise you, whatever happens tomorrow, Texas will be fine. We will all be fine. And we will then reevaluate what the results mean for how we are all to engage in the preservation of liberty in the Lone Star State. God bless you. And I hope if you haven't voted, you're able to get out and vote tomorrow. Uh, send me a message on Facebook. Email me or text me if you have my contact. If you want to know who I think you should vote for within these different regions, God bless. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemessias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much, and God bless.